This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And, well, I think this could be a bumper edition, perhaps. Let's see. Do we want to go on to frivolity? Or do we want to go on to, well, just to, you know, just to have a breather? Or do we want to go on to some questions from listeners? We've got both. Which would you prefer first? This is Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. We deal with the hard-hitting stuff. So let's go to the silly nonsense. Right, let's go to frivolity. So, okay, so you might have to just vote for your favourite one on this one. So basically, I I put a a tweet out earlier on. Don't know why. Just one of these things I do when I wake up and go, oh, let's put it out, see what happens. It was which Watford FC player would be ideal to take over from Dion Dublin on Homes Under the Hammer and why? Okay, so Dion Dublin is suddenly no longer present. Why is Dion Dublin presenting that anyway? I've got no idea. Anyway, very strange setup. It, there. It's a strange decision. So, which Watford player would be good to take over from Dion and why? Here we go. So, Jay Roos says John Barnes conversion. Come on, oh, come on. Outstanding. Very good. Outstanding, very good right? Okay. Wayne Godfrey says Tommy Smith. He is literally an estate agent. He is. He is. Yeah. I like that. He is. We know this. Peter Elson says Ryan Porteous, as he's very good at showing everyone the space. Oh, come on. Very good. Very good. Very topical. Very topical after Bristol. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So bearing in mind, this is which Watford FC player would be ideal to take over from Dion Dublin on Homes Under the Hammer and why? Paul Fiander Turner, Homes Under the Hamer. Hey, see what Mm. he's done there? I see what Um, he's done. You see, what he's done is he's got hold of Hammer and he's got hold of Hamer and he smashed them together in a peak of efficiency. Well done, Paul. Like that. Well done. That's what he's done. But if you think that's good, it's time to go, has said. Homes under the hammer. Hammer Buatza shows us around the latest properties to hit the auction house in the suburbs of Algiers. Nice. 
Algiers. Very niche. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Referencing a bit of Algerian internationalness, I like that very much. It's very good. Hornet 49 says, Ken Semmer detached. I like that. I like that. And that's, there's one more. That's getting one of them. That's um, getting one of them. That's brilliant. That's absolutely super. Someone said you'd be good at it, Peter. <laughs> yeah. And did you uh, see Danny my response? <laughs> Uh, your, your response was every room looks very small and pokey the moment Pete walks into it. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, I've got a cough. <laughs> it's all right, okay, we won't work with that one then. Oh, and uh, Brian Edwards says, Daniel Batman, he's got plenty of spare time, especially from 3pm on a Saturday. So there you go. <laughs> Which cutting. player? It's cutting, but very, very... It's, it's cutting. So for me, I absolutely really enjoyed the one, which was... I enjoyed home, Homes Under the Hamer, but for me, it was the Homes Under the Hammer, the Boatsa one for me, that oh, I like best. Anybody got any other preferences on that one? I thought that I thought it was excellent. It was well thought, but it was too well thought. For me, the off the cuff Ken Semmer detached. That's yeah, brilliant. That's, that's genius. Very good. All right. All right. We'll say that Hornet 49 wins that one then. Oh, Ken Oh, joint, joint winners, surely. Oh, joint winners. Okay. All right. We'll have to split the the football the signed football boots up again then, will we? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Not that a surprise. No. Uh, please don't expect anything coming through the post. I was gonna say you've done it now. Yeah, you, no, I haven't. You win, you win a <laughs> day. You win a day's out with Dion Dublin. There was an edit point there. Yeah, <laughs> there's an edit point there. Absolutely right. Where should we go next? Do you want to go for something serious? I you, think we've probably got some serious stuff. You take us there. Go on, carry on you, wherever. You, you drive. You Come steer on. us to the iceberg. Still, well, there might be some serious points in here, actually, to be fair. Uh, unfortunately, not where we're starting. So this is me asking for things to discuss on the podcast. Carl, I think this is your fault, this what? question. Oops. Well, wait for it. I'll tell you. Scathing away to begin. Uh, I like that. Yeah, about goats. Well, what is your favourite type of animal-human hybrid and why? <laughs> From Brian Edwards. He's so um, right. This is your fault. <laughs> yeah, this is, it is your fault. fault. It's not my fault. This is Barry's fault, to be fair. Okay, true, so this Barry. was a 50-mile discussion yeah. on Saturday, yeah, and yeah. the question was, if you had to go out with a half-goat, half-human hybrid... If you had to go, yeah, so if you had to go out with a half-goat, half-human hybrid, would you rather the goat be the top end or the bottom end? Just simple as the that. top half or the bottom half, right? So from the waist up or the waist down? Waist down, goat, or waist down, human, vice versa. Is that the only option in the world? Yes. Is it that or nothing? Yeah, it's that or nothing. Shit or bust. It's that or nothing. Right, so so every other type of human being has been wiped out, right? Yeah. It's just you. It's just you and this hybrid. Right, well, the the thing is, it doesn't really matter because no one's going to see, right? So it doesn't matter who you're going out with. I'm just just interested in your your perspective of it. There's a couple of of things that you need to be aware of this. If you have a bottom half of a goat, the chances are it's going to shit all over your floor. So that's something to bear in mind. If you have a top half of a goat, you're not going to be able to communicate, and it's just going to go blah, 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 and all that sort of thing. See, what I uh, like about this, Carl, is you haven't yeah. brought procreation into this whatsoever. or anything. Procreation, no, no. This no, is no, all no. very – this is adult, child-friendly, this. I thought this was going to no, be X-rated. No, no, we're not on about fucking goats. It's That's another podcast. <laughs> that's not us. <laughs> that's not us. Okay. All right. So I think we've probably well done enough of that. Well, no, there, oh, there, there is a point because this exists. <laughs> there is a point. Hang on. No, no, no. A half man, half goat exists in Greek mythology, right? They're called satyrs. 
right? And they are bottom yep. half goat, top half man, right? James McAvoy played one in the Lion, yes, Witch and the Wardrobe did. series. Yeah. Yes, um, and there was yeah. also one in Percy Jackson, that sort of, if you watch those couple of films, which were crap, so don't bother watching them if you haven't. And yeah, so they, they are in Greek mythology, which basically suggests that the Greek gods had the conversation and went, yeah, we'll go bottom half for the goat. They weren't too fussy, those Greek gods. Very, very decadent. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And it didn't take them 50 miles to work it out either. So. No. 50-mile no, no. conversation. No, 50-mile conversation, yeah. yeah. So it's quite, mm. quite a rough travel, that is. I'm actually not sure if this cold that I've picked up is me standing From in the goat? freezing cold. Well, me standing in the freezing cold at, at Bristol City or yeah. ingesting the air in the car on the way home because it wasn't that pleasant. It wasn't good. No. No, watch the vlog for further details. Yeah, yeah, watch the vlog for further details. <laughs> exactly. I've got, I've got uh, pink eye, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, right, let's move on from this disgustingness. Peter Elson very simply says, does jam go on a crumpet, yes or no? No, that ridiculous notion. Doesn't go ridiculous on a notion? Yeah, no? it doesn't go on a crumpet. Jam's for a donut, not a fucking... What goes on, what goes on your crumpet then? Butter. Yeah. Marmite, if I'm really feeling je ne sais quoi, pas quoi. I'll, I'll tell you what, <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what. Here you go. Listen with this, with, with, the, <laughs> with these crumpets, you're really spoiling us, Ambassador. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, here's one for you. If if you were cooking uh, hamburgers and you wanted and you run out of uh, buns, may I suggest a crumpet or two crumpets for your burger and make a burger out of that? Raw crumpets are terrible. No, not things. raw. You'd have to cook them, of course. <laughs> okay. All right. Have you done this then? Is this yeah, something that you've yeah, had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, bit of American cheese hamburger. Yeah, right. yes. So you've got American cheese in your house, but not buns. That's what you're I've saying. Got, I have generally got buns, but I have I have done it before. Yes. Okay. All right. Peter, jam on No, because I... No, <laughs> so, hang on a second. I'm not ready to move on. You got him started on crumpets. Let him carry on. You cannot have a burger in a piece of bread. I've seen people do that, like a burger Oh, sandwich. God, no, you're right. Yeah, no, so no. this is why we use the crumpets instead. No, you're right. Okay. You can move on now. Done. Thank you. <laughs> Peter, jam on a crumpet, yes or no? Who gives a fuck? No, jam on a crumpet. Yes, I'll tell you, Pete Nelson does. He's, he gives a fuck. I apologise. So I apologise. I'm being deliberately flippant for comic effect and it's not working either way. Really? Honestly, <laughs> who gives a fuck? No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's what it's what you've got. It's what you've got in the house, isn't it? Let's face it. I've talked about creating cheese and onion ice cream by putting ice cream on a Pringle. Do I look like I would flinch from a jam crumpet combination? No. I would go headlong into a thing and I would probably give it a seal of approval. The most important thing is that the crumpet is properly toasted and toasty. None of your kind of rubbery, oh, I've, I've shown this crumpet the inside of the oven. Fuck off and do it properly. There is an optimal point where a crumpet is over-baked or over-toasted. No, there is no such it's thing. It's fine line. Oh, there is. It no, goes all hard and... Well, that's horrible. coal, basically. That's that's burnt. Yeah. They also, I think they also cook very quickly as well in a toaster. You have to keep your eyes on them because once they're in, you've got to... Oh, go, don't, mm, get me, don't get me started about toasters. We've got I've one, got a crumpet setting on my toaster. Oh, it doesn't matter what we've got because yeah, you know the spinning exactly. wheel of doom on the side of a toaster, which basically yeah, has yeah. either it does nothing or it fucking roasts the house to pieces for you. My wife typically yeah. will play with that on a daily basis. It's, it's, <laughs> yes, oh, I know sorry. it's Pete having to go with his wife again. <laughs> go figure, right? But yeah, it's like, why would you do that? Oh, well, I put a crumpet in, so it's got a different thing. It's like, but I wasn't putting a crumpet in. Well, why don't you look at why don't you look at the setting? Have I got to inspect the toast? It's like flying the space yeah, shuttle. This fucking. I didn't thing. know I had I know. to carry out an MOT on it before I tasted it. I just it doesn't matter because for you, you've got a crumpet setting. Yeah, I have. Had, 
here's the one. Toasters are a bastard of things. The hotel ones, you know, where you put it on the little track. Oh, God. Queue, oh. And it goes through. And then you get basically warm bread and you go, oh, for fuck's sake, that will go in again. And then you put it in again. Nothing's can changed. I, it comes out and it's on fire. Let me share with you a story about when I went to Brighton. And I don't like those machines. You're right. You put the slice in. It seems to go on forever and then pop out not cooked. And you're not sure yeah. if it's yours and broke in front of you. Yeah, did you put in two? That's probably yours then, mate. You take that. So I put in a pan of chocolat on one of those. <laughs> and then the smoke alarms went off. <laughs> uh, yeah, he set me off again. You toasted it the pan of chocolat. What kind well, of, what kind of fucking idiot say, are do you? Do not put pan of chocolat in here. You can heat them up, right? So I thought, I'll just yeah. stick that in the top. And as it goes through, <laughs> back to the future when, back to the future too, when he sets the DeLorean off and it catches fire. Yes. It was very much like that. And a woman next to me, who was probably in her 80s, looked at me like, you twat. And I was like, I'm twisting out the tongs whilst it was on fire in front of the whole breakfast room and walked back to my table and put it down and hope someone took it away. So don't do that. Never put a pastry you, in one of those. I have to say this, Justin, you colossal fucking idiot, right? First of all, yeah, your, 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 point, your point was there was not a sign saying don't put pano chocolat in here. <laughs> was there not a sign saying don't put your head in here as well? Do you need signs? for all instructions. This is a thing that warms up bread, right? Or pastry-like. No, 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 just bread. That's why they call it a toaster, because it makes toast. You're right. Okay. All right. Let's move on. What about, <laughs> what about crumpets? crumpets aren't toast. No, but uh, you still yeah, toast. So you, no, you're you right. Toast you can put a crumpet in there, right? Yeah, yeah you can put a crumpet. Crumpet. crumpet's not filled with chocolate, so that's that. Exactly. Oh, maybe yeah. it's the. Maybe that's maybe the other. You, you basically yeah. got molten lava chocolate. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. What you are doing well, is playing with something with magma that then becomes lava when you stick it lava. in the toaster thing, yeah. which is which has got the odd kind of conveyor belt thing. I don't like that either. Why is it made of chains? It looks unnecessarily complicated. Stupid things. <laughs> it looks things. like a torture device, and it generally is a torture device when you're fucking waiting for it. I know that much. Mm. I, I was just left with a smouldering pile of ash next to me while I was sat down. Is that, um, was that the old woman telling you off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. She looked at me like, you must have known that was good. I'm like, no, I didn't, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry for the smoke. Evacuated <laughs> um, <laughs> hotel. Yeah, it was almost that day. Yeah. Lovely smell of I, chocolate never, everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. Onward. Okay, so it's time to go, who we've also heard of already today. There's a very blunt question. Have you ever been for a shit inside a football ground? There we go. I assume he means the toilets rather than just in your seat or, yeah. or concourse. I, <laughs> I would rather. <laughs> I think we should start with you. Yeah, yeah. We are. I, I, for some reason, I seem to feel this is my area of expertise. I don't know why, but I, I've never actually had a shit in a football ground because, generally speaking, everybody that uses the toilets um, doesn't lift the toilet seat to piss. So it's just a case of a, a, a sitting down on uh, twenty-five thousand men's piss. So I, I, I try to avoid it. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't do it. It's uh, uh, normally in the pub beforehand um, or I save it for a treat once I get home <laughs> for a treat <laughs> Could you do please don't say you're on space no no it's just, yeah on spaces yes yeah, a sit down wee that turns into something more that's normally how it occurs <laughs> I've got um, to that age well, where I love to sit down wee now. It's good. It's good for you. Actually, it is, it is one of those things you just think, actually, I've got five minutes. I'll just, just have a, a seat, I'll sit down. And then yeah, all of a sudden, boom, there you go. You get an extra surprise. <laughs> yeah, I know. We must be getting old. I think lots of people do do that because the evidence is there when you go into the cubicle and you go, who the fuck's been in here and done that? It's absolutely yeah. disgusting. So I'm sure people do use I did, I think I did, most find one at, I did find a... Um, I did find one in a urinal at Coventry many years ago. 
which I thought was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. Someone backed into me, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the things you don't expect to see, and that was one of them. Fucking hell. I mean, yeah. you've got to feel sorry. It's got, it's got very blue. This, this is a, in, needs to put like a, an 18. In fairness, you did use the phrase in Coventry. Yeah, kind of... I mean, that is, to be fair, they, they use shit for toothpaste up there. Yeah. So, so. Looking, looking forward to chatting to David in a couple of weeks when he comes on. Hi, <laughs> David. How are you? Uh, this this next question may or may not be related. Update, please. What's happened to Helen Ward's brownies? Um, well, probably great, great. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're non-existent, aren't they? She's just it, she's like that girl that you used to text when you were younger. Like, it, you've had to go out for a drink, and she's nothing back. Which I think we've just given up now. I think we get the idea yeah. that she's not particularly interested in making us brownies. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll still carry on. We'll still keep bombarding her wherever possible. Well, if if you recall, when we last asked her, it was look. I've agreed. I put it out on Twitter. Which yes, we'd commentated <laughs> on it, and uh, and she said I have agreed to to bring it along to the last game of the season which turned out to be the final game of her career and they just won a cup or the league and everything I don't make excuses for it no I think even we would be hard pushed to turn around and say look we appreciate that you're just at the absolute zenith of a wonderful and marvellous career but where are our baked goods at this point she is now obviously as we know the uh, the general manager of the women's team who are playing on Wednesday on Wednesday evening at home so I'm going to get down there and I will be inquiring as to where the brownie situation is Think you should. Think you should okay. lead with that question though. Talk about some other bits first, because yeah. I think she's a bit fed up with people going up to going, these fucking brownies then, where are they? When you say um, people, you know, you're principally meaning you and me. Yeah, principally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think many other people do it, to be honest. Fair enough. And the next question then is whatever happened to Harry's 50-50? Now I I agree. Uh, what it, I think there's no coincidence that finished when the gambling companies started coming on the on the shirts. I think it also, they... to be fair, it also finished when he murdered his wife. This is true. This is oh, true. Oh, I think. Well, maybe. Yes, maybe. Yeah, maybe that was coincidental. I used to like the old Harry's fifty-fifty. Actually, I, the only thing was that it was always a number one or up or below mine to go. And the winning ticket is yellow five six eight. I go fuck me. I got. Five, whatever it is. So, yeah, but it was all right. The Harry Swift. I mean, they did shout in your ears. You walked through the tunnel. Yeah, so. it was. There was one person, or it seemed there was one voice. It may have been like recorded and played through a speaker at every turnstile, which was Harry's fifty fifty. And it was like, thank you, thank you, because I think two ear- eardrums is being overqualified. Now I'm better balanced. Yeah. What was the other, what was the other one? Was it, what was the one where you had to get a ticket and whether or not you got the right minute when the goal was scored? What was that? One? I had a golden goal. Golden yes. goal. Yes. I think. Had minutes and seconds on it, I think, didn't it? I'm sure it had minutes and seconds. So the idea yeah. was that you bought the golden goal, you opened it up, and it would say 24 minutes, 13 seconds. And if that's when the goal was scored, you won 500 quid. And as I've said many times, I went and bought one once, and it said October. I think these are um, the kind of things you'll still find at non-league grounds. I mean, it's when the revenue streams or the revenue amounts get to such a point whereby actually creating, I don't know, six or 700 quid for the club coffers every single home match seems not worth it for the club because it's too homely, too homespun, and they'll do something else for it. That's where it is. Whereas... For, for those kind of non-league clubs, or those it's literally a lifeline or one of those number of streams that they have of revenue that they literally couldn't do without. So maybe it's just a thing of a bygone era. I'd like us to do the Hunger Games. <laughs> what? In the club. <laughs> what? Where, where we, have a champ, we have a champion and you, your seat number gets read out and then you have to battle to the death to... Uh... <laughs> 
that would make half time more interesting. Yeah, exactly. I, said, I said on the podcast previously, I should be in charge of this shit. This is my remit, and this is what I'm going for. Right. Um, this is, I think, needing more exploration because we've remembered such things as well. Some of us have opera singers and amputee football, things yeah. that never actually happened. We've even remembered, for example, like those. But yeah. I remember going to Rotherham and they came out and did the Olympics and they basically brought out uh, a load of kids with basically with special needs and they had them kind of playing rugby in front of us, which was just a hoot. It was great fun. And at one point they went, and over here we're going to have the javelin. And you saw everybody in the stand go, what the fuck? And it was like, don't be stupid. It's made of sponge, you fucking idiots. Very rude folk here up in Rotherham. And it was great fun. I think what they should do is a combination of what Carlos said there. We've only just, what's back on BBC for the first time, well, first time ever, because it used to be on ITV, gladiators. This is what yeah. we should have at halftime. You should pick out two seats and they should come out be up on the big poles with the crash mats out, pugil sticks, pugil sticks, enormous cotton buds. Yes. Whack each other with those. That's what we want. That's, that's what, what we, we want. want. That's what we want. Okay. It's amazing how we've supposedly announced or nearly announced that Emmanuel Dennis has been signed. But here we are, not an hour later, demanding more entertainment at halftime, gladiator style, for our amusement. We're not easily pleased. Carry on. Hi, this is Helen Ward, and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cole Campion, as a silent protest on stewarding, would wearing a blue high-vis vest in Vicarage Road be allowed or is it on the banned list? So if we all wore uh, a blue high-vis vest as a silent protest on stewarding. Good question. We could all do it. We could all wear a blue high-vis vest. I, th- I think this is very close to genius. The only fault is the word blue. You see, now what my suggestion would be, and this is because I did see this earlier on, I thought, I wonder how much a high-vis vest will cost, you know, like a, a, a bib, a tabard, as they used to be called in the 1850s or whatever. Tabard? And, yes, exactly. That's what the dinner lady used to wear. <laughs> yes, exactly. What are you? What's a tabard? <laughs> Wait, it's a tabard, forsooth. Anyway, enough of this. Getting back to the point. Blue ones, I couldn't find an affordable one. Gr- uh, yellow ones, the high-vis yellow ones, 99p. Come on, who's going to join in with that if we all go in dressed as fucking stewards? Could you imagine going up to one of these stewards and just going, as he looks at you confused, and you go, can I search you? And watch the puzzled look on his face as he stretches out his arms and tries to work out what's going on. That would be worth its weight in gold. 99p of fun there, everybody, definitely. Then we all sit in the stands and 
on 70 minutes, everybody, and I mean everybody, gets up from their seats, walks down <laughs> the steps, and then walks back up the steps, watching all the actual stewards going, what the fuck is going on? What this is do? the way what to deal with things. Yeah. What is that? Have you noticed that? They walk down and walk up the stairs again. It's very noticeable in the lower Graham Taylor because they all do it at the same time. Yeah. So well, there's I, some sort of signal, and they walk down and then walk back up in... in Synchronicity. I, I, I could be wrong, but in the 1970s and 80s, on Top of the Pops, which was indeed a popular music show on the BBC, because they didn't always have the bands, they would have these dancers called Pans People. Pans or, people. Yeah, those, those kind of things. And basically, they were dancers who didn't really know how to dance. And I'm pretty sure most of these stewards are ex-former members. And what they're basically doing is just taking out a very basic choreograph routine on 70 Minutes, <laughs> go up, do that, show a bit of hip, and that's it. That's the only possible explanation and I'm fairly sure that's correct it's a bit of like, a, cat, it's like a catwalk isn't it yeah just yeah the modelling the latest high yeah. vis yeah, that's what it up. is it is. Yeah. Dave is wearing the new Hi-Viz special available in LXL and XXL. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's a good idea. If it ever comes to it, we need to do a silent protest. 99p for a Hi-Viz jacket ain't going to break the break the bank, and we should enough people do it. It's going to be seen, so. Hi-Viz yellow. Yeah. Go in. Confuse them. Brilliant. Jamie Parkinson's got a few questions. Some of them are a bit bit too bizarre, but one of them is no. furthest ever away from huh? For this podcast, is that even possible? Yeah. No, well, I, I mean, yeah. I challenge that it, any know. of Jamie's questions are any better than our own. I think we should go through them all and choose our favourite. Okay. Off you go. All right. Okay. All right. So the first one is, strangest thing ever taken into the ground? Me personally, I don't think no, I've ever taken anything strange I, into I the think, ground. I think the answer Justin, personally, I think that's probably the strangest thing I've ever taken yeah. into the ground. My, my sense of excitement. There we go. That's the strangest <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing I ever took into the ground. Yeah. Furthest away ever parked from an away ground and why? Now, I, I do remember an extraordinary long walk at Wolverhampton once when I went to Molyneux. I don't know why we parked where we did, but it seemed like forever to get from the ground to where we parked. Absolutely awful. Carlos, for you, the furthest away you've parked from an away ground and why? I'm actually going to say Bristol City. That's, what this that's, weekend? No, not this weekend. Gone, but we we parked near. Is it Parson Street Station? Which is a fucking mammoth walk to the ground. Yeah, so that that's the one that stands out for me. Me, I went to, and it was a ridiculous thing because I was working in Harrow on the Hill at the time, and we all went to the a lot of. Like, Are you playing Sheffield Wednesday? <laughs> no, this wasn't a Watford game. This was the England game. This was the Wally and the Brolly game, the England to oh. Croatia three game, right? You F- parked so, at Harrow and Wall. No, we worked at Harrow on the Hill. That's where the office was, literally just out of the station. So we thought, well, we'll just get the get the train down and we'll be there. And the train went. What's the one? It wasn't. Pre- it's the one between Preston Road and Harrow on the Hill. Can't even remember what one it was. It basically, all Northwick trains Park. were stopped. Yeah, Northwick Park. So we walked from Northwick Park, which oh, is yeah, that's, that's a, a trick. Yeah, hell of a trick. long way. Yes. Yeah. So so we didn't get to have a beer or anything at all like that. Earlier on that afternoon, during during my lunch, I happened to be in in, in Harrow as. <laughs> as as is quite the sense. And I'd heard an advert on that morning on, I think I was probably listening to TalkSport or something, and it came on Paddy Power, 7-1 to one for Croatia to win. The re- one of the main reasons I wanted to go was to go and watch Modric because he was still at, at playing in Zagreb at the time. He was, if you began to act like me, he was like, wow, God, I want to go and see him. And it was 7-1 to one 
basically in a two horse race. I'm going to, I'm going to wedge in on that. And normally I wouldn't bet against them at all. And I, I went into the uh, Paddy Power at uh, my, my lunchtime. And I had 40 notes in my pocket. So I went, okay, I'll wedge in uh, 40 pounds at seven to one. And I thought, ah, yeah, well, I'll never see that again, but at least we'll qualify for the world cup because that was the game we needed to win to qualify. And uh, we're two nil down at half time. And I'm onto the phone to the missus going, and she's going, oh, God, it's awful, isn't it? It must be dreadful there. And I'm sitting there going, no, I'm going to be 320 quid. Oh, it's brilliant. Excellent. Oh, she's also happy. Also happy. Needless to say, 20 minutes into the second half, it's two all. I'm going, why did I tell her? Why did I tell her? But, but, but fortunately, Steve McLaren turned up, put his uh, umbrella up, and, and, and Croatia got a goal. And everyone was, oh, and I was, oh, but at least... I made on it. So there you go. Yeah. And it was a long well, walk. So. Well, that, that was actually his second question. And that actually had a few answers to it. The next one, which current player most likely to enjoy Ferris Bueller's day off? I now, I think I'll come up with some stuff. <laughs> which current player most likely to enjoy Ferris Bueller's day off? I think I've seen it once. Matthew Broderick, right? Yeah. Broderick, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, very 80s. I couldn't even tell you the plot of it, really. To be honest, I had seen it, but I wasn't really. Yeah. Well, the plot is that uh, Ferris Bueller is a, a ne'er do well at school. He's very bright, and he uh, he fakes uh, uh, illness in order to go out into New York and enjoy a, d- a day out with his girlfriend and his friend, respectively. Uh, during that, they manage to uh, crash the friend's dad's Ferrari, which is great. I like that very much. And for me, I would suggest it would be Dan Backman. Dan I was Backman. exactly going to say Dan Backman because Dan Backman written all over it. Because in the middle of it, because it's a you know, ridiculous 80s film, they're going down the middle of, I don't know what it is, Fifth or Sixth Avenue or what have you, in this massive procession, and they're singing Twist and Shout. And I can think of nothing more Daniel Backman than twisting and then shouting at whoever it was who didn't give the yeah. goal away. Dan Backman. Very good. Very good. Can we just very quickly talk about Ben Hamer's lunge for that ball somewhat somewhat of an afterthought there wasn't it it's yeah jumping on a bed to go to sleep this is yeah that's exactly is it yeah, yeah. nice big thing size off i go yeah off I go. it's very yeah. of, um, pantilimon at wembley another useless yeah. sort of jump i will say and i will i will say this one of the most underrated signings we've made ben right. oh absolutely, absolutely. Incredible save again against Bristol City was amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, yeah have to, totally. I, I have to say, I end up having an argument with my son about Ben Hamer because he still hates him anyway for for no apparent reason. Seemingly he says no, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. He he's, he can't do this, and he's thirty six. But then again, my son's nineteen, so he'd have everybody over about the age of thirty three burned, I imagine. But as it was, I really and and I know it looks hysterical. I love the fact that he threw himself at that because I want my goalkeeper to go for lost causes if needs be. Because sometimes goalkeepers make saves that you couldn't even possibly imagine. Imagine. No way was he ever going to make that. We know, but I want somebody who goes for absolutely everything and is desperate to try to do so. Yes, we haven't kept clean sheets, as a certain social media post pointed out earlier on. Oh, we put that up. I, I think it was you, Justin, and and, and a couple of people did come back and go. But we're really enjoying the entertainment. It's like, well, fine, but are you really enjoying the opposition goals so much that you want those to continue? I don't think that's the case, but I do get their point. I really do. And no, it's, of course, I it's not a reflection on. Ben Hamer, because he has had some outstanding saves that you think, how on earth have you got to that? And if it takes him lunging for something in despair to be able to make stops like he did at the, in, in the last couple of minutes and then Jake Livermore clearing off the line afterwards as well, more power to him. Well done. But it was quite funny. Yes. I, will, 
I will say something though. The the last two games, QPR and Bristol City, the Watford team of last season would have lost both of those. Oh yeah, without, without doubt. doubt. Without doubt. So I yeah. and I, I do get people's sentiment when are you topping up alcohol live on a podcast, dear Peter? Don't think I haven't noticed. No, it's Coke. just Diet Coke. That's all there is today. Is it just Diet Coke? Is just Diet Coke. In there? there are no health supplements okay. available. No <laughs> health supplements. Okay. What was I saying? I got distracted. Yeah, so I get people's sentiment that it's more exciting because I actually get the feeling now if we go a goal down we've actually got an opportunity to come back into the game where last season um, we went a goal down you might as well go home you say it? last season last three seasons well yeah we goal, yeah I'm being, well. I'm being kind there. you say last three seasons Sorry. I say last four seasons I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I say last, you okay. say last four seasons I say last five seasons no I say no. since 1985 no, no. I think um, I think there was always a, a you always got a feeling that oh bloody hell we're 1-0 down that's it now I'm just gonna pack up and just not play now but you don't get that now you think okay all right okay they've scored we can cope with that and that I think is one of the biggest things to take away from this season even if we don't get promoted I'm not even looking at promotion even if we finish mid-table we've got a team now that will play and give it a go one more from Jamie which dead non-footballing celebrity would you replace Porteous with and why yeah dead non-footballing yeah um, I'm going to say... I'll go for Tony Bennett for no reason whatsoever. Um, <laughs> is this on the, ba- is this on the basis of if they're dead, they're as effective? So it doesn't really matter. I'm going to go I'm going to go Muhammad Ali. Oh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Okay. Why? <laughs> just well, any reason? I think he'd fucking knock someone out. If he, yeah. Just, <laughs> he, won't, he, won't okay. do, he won't do a load of air shots, will he, and try and clear the ball. He'll, he'll have it. <laughs> I know, I know exactly who I would go for. I would go for former film star and and well known US comedian Bob Hope. So that everybody, when everybody says, "Oh, we're never going to get into this," we got two Hopes, and one of them, oh Hope. yeah, he's playing at centre back. Um, <laughs> as, as, as there's this slightly small American coffin playing at centre back. I like that very much. Well, there you go. Those were Jamie's questions. So very well quickly, done, Jamie. I love that. That's brilliant. More. Very... When we do crap like this again, more of those, please. Brilliant. More of that. So which one was your favourite there? Strangest thing ever taken into the ground. Furthest away you've parked from an away ground. Oh, no, the uh, last one. Oh, the, the dead non-footballing celebrity the, the one for you. Yeah, I like that. It was both surreal and yet very visual. I like the idea of Bob Hope replacing. Can you, Also, can you imagine, do you think Bob Hope and, and Wesley Hoot would make a good combination? Because basically one would hold the position, which would be Bob, let's be honest, not known for his mobility since about 1982, and, and Wes would get about. It would be very similar to what happened on Saturday at Bristol City, to be quite frank. I might have a think about non-footballing dead people that are, do a starting eleven. Watford. <laughs> okay. Nice. Like the Pope in goal. Mother, oh, yeah. Mother Teresa. Yeah, but you know, you're going very of... you're going very religious. So far you've got it's... you've got a positive and a nun. Someone went to Mark. <laughs> I went to Joan of Arc, yeah. Could you tell? <laughs> yeah. I, I've, been told, I've been told many times before I need Jesus in my life, and it's it's very true. Oh, yeah. Not well, just in your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. What's more important to you, says Simon Watford FC, getting promotion at any cost yeah. or getting a team back we can relate to? Oh, the team that we can get that we can relate to, hundred percent. Are we there yet? Team we can relate to, absolutely. Getting there, we're getting there, and that and I that think... is the reason why the people who will be coming back and talking about Emmanuel Dennis will be saying, "Look, it's the risk." It, it's Justin's point earlier on. Are we to quote somebody here anonymously? Here we go. I'm, I'm reading this anonymously, but. 
He'll know who it is. Why on earth were we keeping Dennis a secret? Surely we're on about someone else as well as, aren't we? We, are, we? we weren't the only team he could have come to last season. He was greedy, only worked when he had the ball and lost it more than not. Turned it over at a record pace of rate of possession. The biggest bad apple we've ever had. And now we have a squad that seems to be at harmony. Only Watford would bring a hand grenade and stick it in the middle. There you go. I have got sympathy with that point. Yeah. But I think the the, um, the question there from Simon about either relegation or a team back we can relate to, I'm minded of when you and I, Carl, were sat at the Arsenal match in 2022. And I said to you, not one of these players would I give a shit about at home. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 said, yeah. Not one of these players would I give a shit about if they left. And you, I think you said Hernandez, and I think we agreed on Pedro. That was on a vlog. That was on a vlog, right? <clears throat> yep. And I think that was March time that that match happened. And then last year in March 23, I revisited it. We revisited it, put the clip on, and I said, Do you know what? I feel the same about the squad this year. I don't give a shit if any of these people leave. I don't feel attached to any of them. March coming up, I imagine I'll be saying, Thank God for Jake Livermore. I feel attached to Jake Livermore. I feel attached to Ben Hamer. I feel attached to Hoot now. I probably didn't last year. I actually feel attached to a lot of those players now. A lot of them, I'd be annoyed if they didn't play for us anymore, if they got sold. There's players there I don't want to see playing for other Cubs. There's, there's players there I really like. And I think that is the difference. Looking at what we were putting out two seasons ago, we had these wonderful headline players, none of which I gave a shit about. They didn't give a shit about Watford. Same thing last year, I thought. I think this year we've got that now. So for me, I think it's the second point, obviously, about having a team we can relate to, etc. Although it would be nice to have an ex- extended season with the playoffs. Obviously, the heartache of getting to the final and losing, we know. It's not very nice, but it's good when you win it, isn't it? Uh, yeah. When you win it, when you win it, the Premier League comes home interview. No, I'm completely in the I want a team I can relate to and I can enjoy. And as I've said, you've been saying about the I don't relate to them since and basically from about the last two years till about last October, to be honest, when things started to turn around. And it's uh, for me, I've said all the way along, I want us to be more than the sum of our parts. And I think at, we've had times when we've got to that. But it's also those, and the reason why people are thinking about this, it's because it's other traits that we won't have seen from, from Dennis before. It's about determination. It's about digging in when it's not working. It's about, whereas whereas he was, yes, he did give the ball away too much. He did make the wrong decisions. We've got to hope that, like everybody, he's learned from that. It's telling that he's coming, he's really keen to come back. Bearing in mind, he had a relegation that year. But on the purest football experience at the club, it wasn't great. But he's thinking, actually, this is somewhere that feels like home, maybe. Feels like it could turn him around. And as I said before, it's aligned. It means that it means that if he succeeds, we succeed. If he fails, we fail. The difference here is that our failure rate is going to mean, if things don't work out with it, we'll finish 14th rather than 6th, right? Okay, fine. I can take that because I don't... Really, I'm not really bothered about the playoffs personally, but I appreciate people will want to get into that. But it's not the end of the world. It's not relegation. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it, as I said earlier on, are we using the money better putting it towards Dennis than towards loser? Depending on how much of a percentage we might still be covering losers' wage, for example. So we wait, we see. But I can understand why. Interesting days. HJ Clark 95, Harry, he says, what are your top three fixtures so far that we should have taken three points away from based on our performance where we didn't? Equally, three 
where we were lucky to take three away. So in other words, games we should have won but didn't and games that we probably shouldn't have won but we did. I'm not sure that there's three of each this season. Yeah, I'm not sure there's three of each this season. Or does he say this season? So far he said, yes, yeah, so I guess he means this season. I can't think of three of there's both. A, yeah, there's a couple I could probably pick out. For me, I'd say Plymouth Argyle at home. I'd go Blackburn yep. at home, which we yeah. coughed up. Yeah, and I'd probably actually say Plymouth away as well. I think it was a three-all. It was a balmy game. I'm quite happy with it being three-all. But as a game where we didn't win that we probably should and could have done, I think we were in command of that games at certain points. But let's face it, the wind, the rain, the the whole bonkers championship of the whole thing made it a glorious three-all draw in a way. I don't even want that taken away. Yeah, I, I, the one that stands out for me is Coventry away because we gifted oh, that. Yeah, that the, 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 the who and got great game, but that one stands out. Yeah, that's Millwall at home, the two all. I think we should have got something out of that one. Cool, right? That was in October time, and then I'm really struggling last, to remember that game for some reason. Yeah, the last the last one it, it was in December, which was Ipswich, where we lost two one which I thought we we were a bit unlucky to look because there were periods of that game we were really on top. But the ones that we beat, there's so many games that we've been quite fortunate. QPR, it wasn't for the goalkeeper. Hull away. That was a great game. We've nicked nicked it there. Plymouth, which a Plymouth away, which I think Pete mentioned. Again, that was a free all. It could have gone either way, yeah. Should have gone either way. God, it just goes up. Bloody Chesterfield in the FA Cup. That was a, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Hadn't even uh, still, about that. but <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that's a, it's mm. a great question, but it, I and think that probably sums up how fine margins there are in the championship. Blackburn away as well was, was yeah, almost yeah. identical to Chesterfield. Two incredibly late goals, and in fairness, two games where you know I, t- I spoke about Val's reduced uh, game management options. Two two games where the subs did do it, and mm. therefore we sold one of them to Huddersfield straight away. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.